0: Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look at the Seattle Sounders, FC, Nerdy Soccer Culture, My Outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league, not yet funded by Foreign Royalty, MLS. Uh, we're your hosts. There's big uh there's if I don't know. We're your <laughs> hosts from Mornings on 1077, and I'm Gregor, I assume still, and he's been in the locker and on the sidelines, rolling social media and getting sweet videos, and in the stats booth at Central Link Field, Brandon from the internet. Hello. Uh yeah, that's me. up? I see what you did there. Poor form. <laughs> Do us a quick solid click on through to Apple Podcasts, which I'm kind of over because, like, even though it's the only place you can really comment on stuff, you can always just tweet at us or something. Because, like, one of my other podcasts is like broken on Apple, and I keep emailing with them about it. But everywhere else, it's fine.
1: (laughs) And I'm like, You email Apple?
0: Yeah, yeah. They sent me a thing. We're dropping your podcast because it's always broken. And I'm like, It's literally not broken. It's working everywhere. And they're like, No, 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 it is. And I'm like, Cool. Leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player.
1: From uh, Jorston to Morden, or (laughs) is it um, from Critton to Morden? I've I've I just discovered in writing that uh, jo- obviously Jorston Morden being a uh, I like to call them Wombos short for word combo of Jorst, of uh, Jordan and more Jor- God damn it J- Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan is Jorston Morden. However, I've learned that the better alternative to that is Criden Morden.
0: <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue so much faster. <laughs> Two minutes in and I already hate this podcast. Let's go <laughs> this week. The I remember you Sounders FC take on the Go f- yourself Deb. Atlanta United in a battle for the if you only win one more match this season, Seattle, make it this one cup. All right. (laughs) Um, First of all, before I explain to you why I entitled atlanta that way congrats to the u.s women's national team as you point out who are definitely still drunk
1: <laughs> i've i've just learned like first of all uh the u.s women are the best soccer team in the entire planet um and they deserve to be drunk for as long as they want time
0: out, uh, T- time out. that is not i don't know that that is accurate there the they are one of the best soccer teams on the planet. Uh,
1: I think that I use it more than just what they're able to do on the soccer pitch, but what they are able to do um, just to like the narrative around soccer. I, I I love that they basically just stir it up. Um, the oh, best part of, you the mean that's like Neymar? Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go punch a fan, Neymar. Yeah. I, I just love the fact that um, if you go – stuff falling in my house if you go to ashlyn harris who is not even she's she's the u.s women's national team backup goalkeeper her instagram stories are the best instagram stories i've ever seen because it's just um a a, a behind the scenes look of how drunk exactly everybody is (laughs) um and the answer to that is very very drunk all of the time.
0: Wait, is that is that how I'm supposed to be using Instagram stories? Because like, <laughs> I'm about three quarters through a beer right now. Should I be out there being like, hey, everybody?
1: Yeah, I think you're just supposed to be showing exactly how drunk everybody around you is all the time, especially after you win a major trophy.
0: That'll be very boring because my baby doesn't drink and my wife is busy <laughs> with my baby right now. So it would be... <laughs> It's a real short Instagram story of me talking to you. Anyway, that's nice. And trying to get your baby drunk. Congratulations to the U.S. women's team who are World Cup champions, and congratulations to the Mexican national team who won the Gold Cup, which anyone outside of like the hyper soccer fan, aka this podcast, has never heard of, so... Way to go, Mexico, to beat the USA doing that. Yay for Mexico. Yay. Good job, Mexico. All right, so more importantly, Seattle Sounders, who are terrible on the road, got it done beating Columbus Crew. We should just call them the Austin Crew from now on. Like the, <laughs> the, the, the almost, almost Austin. Austin Crew. Yeah, almost Austin FC. Yes, that is a, that is a thing now because... As much as I cheered for them to stick around, one fan specifically really ruined it all. We'll get to that. So, um, Sounders went 2-1 on a late, 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 late show goal from Nico Ladero. We sure missed him. Uh,
1: I think that the Sounders have forgotten how to score in, like, the regular 90 minutes of a match. Which, it's lucky because they keep getting, like eight to nine minutes added on to the end of every match. I remember there was a span where they played three games in eight days and the first two matches um, in that three game span were they had something like eight to 10 minutes of extra time added on at the end uh, due to VAR or some other like housery that, the pro referees like to add on but it works out because you end up with a kelvin Leerdam goal in like the hundred or millionth minute in uh <laughs> against the white caps and then you end up with a Nico ladero goal in like the 97th minute against the uh Aust- almost austin crew fc
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so brandon here's what's happened to me in the in the time since seattle Sounders played like three games in eight days or whatever it was is that what it was
1: it, not this, not exactly this round, but yes, that has happened recently.
0: Wasn't that recently though? Didn't they play like, yeah, yeah, like during the week against the team and then on the weekend? Yep. And like on the weekend before that? Probably. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, like, time, man.
0: listen, you know, you it's hard to understand what it's like for those guys to run that much and to be shorthanded and to have to call up the babies to come up and play. You know, we're playing a 16 year old. Um, I understand now what that's like because today, for the first time in more than a year, I ran a mile. And so, man, I like I know exactly what they're going through. I can relate.
1: <laughs> this was like,
0: uh, I
1: think f- it was a month ago that I tried to play a 90-minute soccer match and ended up subbing out in the 30th minute and then back <laughs> in in the 45th minute just enough to get to halftime and then back out right after halftime and then back in 10 minutes later.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, I ran. I mean, I ran while my boy was taking a nap. I ran around our block.
1: You did this voluntarily?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm fat, and so um, I needed to. Uh, I I was point two away from the next zero on the scale, and I was like, "Bro, you gotta, you gotta stop eating taffy and go run, you dumb fatso." And Not so, quite
1: the biggest boy, but the mediumest boy, possibly. I mean, like
0: second biggest boy. <laughs> like in my house, definitely the biggest boy. All right,
1: <laughs> between you and your baby. <laughs> The biggest boy. The biggest boy. Is Peanut a
0: boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, mean if we're talking about proportionately, Peanut is the biggest boy. My cat <laughs> Peanut, he is fat. He is on Fat Cat Food. He is adorable, <laughs> though, and I like Peanut tremendously.
1: So. so you ran a mile voluntarily around the block, but here's first the, of all. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was eight and a half laps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, either you're super rich and you live in a really big house and your block is massive. Yeah, that was Or it. <laughs> you ran a lot around circles. Hey, is your dinner done or is something on fire? I think it sounds like something's on fire. Actually, hold on. I don't know what that is.
0: Yeah. I'm back and my house isn't on fire. Hey, I had enough time to tweet. That was the nice part. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) That was good. Proud of that, too. This might be the first ever podcast where someone's house burns down. <laughs> I just wanted to get ahead of that so that way, like, before we knew the tragic details about your whole family dying, I would have like already said it, and then I couldn't, you know, when you can't make a joke after everyone yeah. dies, like, yeah, because it's awkward or whatever.
1: So, yeah, you good. quite
0: literally, we're too soon. Brandon, I'm not gonna play, I, I deleted the clip out of here from what it was, but. The fire alarm goes off in your house, and you walk out there and you apologized for some reason. You're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're recording a podcast. I mean, like, I know you bring the fire, but come on now. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, um, hot, hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> Literally. So, like, I'm, I'm concerned about the fat thing, and I've run around the block eight and a half times today to try and figure it out. I'm going to, I could run, here's the deal. Is that I can still run a sub ten, uh, sub ten minute mile, which is not anything to be proud of, but like I was able to do it. I think I can run a five k. So later this week, I'm going to try and run a five k around my block.
1: <laughs> how many is that, American?
0: Uh, <laughs> Four twenty.
1: <420. laughs> so, no, but really, how many miles is that? <laughs>
0: that's three point one miles. Oh, great, cool. Yeah. And so that's like what? How? Uh, that's like uh, twenty five times around <laughs> my block. My neighbors are gonna think I'm crazy. I can't wait. <laughs> that guy really does want to hang out with his kid. <laughs> it's only thirty minutes. Come on. It's less than thirty minutes if it goes according to my plan. So yeah, so, anyway,, uh, but the thing is is that, like, Sumo is back, and boy, yeah, Hakuho looks real good. So does Enho, I'm surprised. Tochi No. he's Ozeki man, and he is. 0-3 oh, so far at the time of recording. I, hopefully he wins tomorrow because he's got to keep those stats up if he's going to keep that rank, man. It is embarrassing for I mean, for Tochi Notion. It's probably <laughs> very exciting for the people that are beating him, but man. And then the guy who won last time, Asanoyama, he had to already wrestle the two Yokozuna, both of and, which he lost. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come on. like He's like a much lower rank, and like you get it. That's fine. That, that happens. So anyway, uh, the the July basho from Nagoya is intense man i recommend everyone watch on nhk television if you have the um, if you have the comcast tv or whatever 115 on my box or you can always watch jason love sumo on youtube free plug wait Facebook. this
1: thing is like on cable like it's not something that you have to find via some backwoods stream on the internet where you have to worry about everything dying like you can find this thing on like regular oh i like i bought the sports package and I didn't realize that on ESPN 12, the, not the July even. boss show was on.
0: It's not even that, dude. Check, th- check it out. Because, like, I don't know what – okay, so I endorse Comcast for work, full disclosure. So I don't – like, they give me service for free. That's the thing, okay? And so I do have the sports package, but this is not on the sports TV. It's on the, like, NHK World News is, okay. like, the station that has no commercials – and it's like almost like a tourism channel for Japan, and we went there for my honeymoon, for anyone who hasn't caught up. And so like I love watching it to see the stuff that we experience and then more, because I want to go back, obviously. So they run like World News for 15 minutes, and then they have like a couple shows, and then World News again that I've already seen, right? Well, one of the shows that they'll do during the basho, which is the Japanese word for the tournament, like four times a day they replay the Grand Sumo Highlights. And so it's a 25-minute a show of, like, you know, probably, like, a dozen bouts that happen with replays and stuff and the setup. If you, like, had to watch, like, you know, the guys have to walk out, and then they're, like, limbering up and stuff, and then, like, they do all this, like, presentation stuff where they're, like, looking at each other, and then they both run to the corner and slap themselves in the face a bunch and wipe the... It's, like, a crazy thing, right? This is exactly what we do before every podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only you set your house on fire, and I get mad. Um, but... So, like, yeah, so then if you watch it, like, real time, like, say, on Jason Love Sumo, the YouTube channel, then you see all, like, the weird stuff, like, the traditional stuff that goes into it, which is Awesome. But ain't nobody got 15 days worth of four hours to be watching this crap. So I just watch the Grand Sumo highlights every day with my kid. And then we like, you know, I see fat guys the whole time. Only they are muscular. And I think some of them are on steroids for sure. So anyway, if you have NHK World, which is 115 on Comcast, then you can watch, just set the series recording and you can watch it every day. I don't think you need the sports package. I think it's one of these like, you know, they like bundle it because. There's a bunch of Japanese people that live here probably or something. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, what were we talking about? Soccer? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was talking, talking about running. Was in, was in I understand soccer? what these guys are doing, Good man. Boy, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. Now, I have a question for you. Sure. Caleb Porter, coach of Columbus <laughs> Crew, who lost, <laughs> his team lost 2-1. I'm really curious about this because I obviously professionally hate the man. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about him personally. He's probably lovely. I assume that he's probably intense and actually annoying at, like, at a party like me. And yeah. so I wonder, does he, as now the manager for the the club that championed any club except Seattle, Columbus Crew, does he carry the Portland flame with him to Columbus and still hate the crap out of Seattle? See, at this point, I'm not sure if...
1: Like, if if Caleb Porter is carrying the Portland flame, or if Columbus, or if like Portland carried the Caleb Porter flame, because something in both of these matches that you uh, like, well, back when you used to watch the Sounders and Timbers when the Timbers were uh, under Caleb Porter, like, basically it was just a a hack fest, and like, you know, you had a bunch of players on the Timbers side with a couple excluded who would just, you know, be play these like ticky tacky fouls and like just cheap shots and things that you were just like they'd slow down the game and that was their intent right mm-hmm. that is exactly what happened in the columbus game too and so you start to see like oh maybe this is just like a caleb porter team thing and this guy is just encouraging and maybe that's because he hates seattle like he <laughs> has some personal vendetta against the city uh for some reason he really hated um sleep in seattle or or, or <laughs> 10 things i hate about you or something like that sure um or you know maybe maybe he, he's just not that great of a coach and he's just trying to get his players to do anything that they can to stop a team that is faster and stronger and better than they are even when they're playing a 16 year old in the 17 but
0: i wondered is there a psychological like other than the movie that you mentioned is there a psychological thing where you where you carry that baggage from town to town
1: well, I think so. I mean, you look at all the like the tweets and stuff from Seattle fans um, after <laughs> after and during the match about Caleb Porter, and it's obviously like it's it's pretty obvious that there's no love lost between um, Seattle fans and Caleb Porter. I can't go as far as saying that Caleb Porter carries the same thing against the Sounders because um, after the match, I'd say what was different between Caleb Porter of Portland years and Caleb Porter of. Uh, almost Austin crew SC years is <laughs> <laughs> that uh, he actually kind of owned up for the loss against the Sounders um, uh, after, after the Columbus match over the weekend. Uh, whereas during, during, you know, Portland matches when <laughs> the Sounders <laughs> would be Portland, uh, he would always just, it was basically like, Oh, we deserved actually to win that game. You know, we were the better team. We were the better side. And it's like, dude, you just lost three to one. You weren't, yeah. The be- if you were the better side, you would have won the match.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he always has some sort of twist at the end in his press conferences and stuff. Okay, well, anyway, it was just fun watching that. What I thought was super interesting about this match, again, a 2-1 victory for Seattle, is that I don't know if the Seattle team, if the locker room is intact, man. I don't know what's going on here because everybody was mad at each other. Like, Ariaga was so mad at Kelvin Leardom, like, the whole first half. And then, uh, what's his name? Um Svensson Sumo Svensson, he was so mad at Nico Ladero for taking a shot off his foot. Like oh, there was like yeah. active yelling all over the pitch. Those are just like two examples that I saw, but crazy.
1: I it's I I go two ways on it. One is um, I'm I'm open-minded. I go both ways. Uh on this topic, I think one on one side uh I I think that like yeah, the Sounders are are competitive and they're yelling at each other so they could <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm I'm, I'm I'm laughing disclosure I'm typing things to make Brandon laugh while he's (laughs) talking and that's my fault for ruining the podcast go ahead
1: (laughs) On, on one side I'd say that like, I'm, I'm glad that they're being competitive and that they, you know, Gustav Svensson yelling at Nico Ladero is like, I wanted that. Like, I had the better shot there. Like, they're being competitive. They want to do better. They want to be better. The other side, it's like none of these guys have played together for for more than two games straight in the last, like, six game stretch. And to be so, fair, if
0: you're uh, uh, Javier uh, Ariaga and you're partnered with forward turn center back Roman Torres, <laughs> like, I get how things could get frustrating.
1: <laughs> yeah I, th- I mean it's just it all comes back to I think what we were talking about last week is just chemistry the, the Sounders haven't had enough time uh, like I think this the I, I looked on Sounder at heart and they said something along the lines of the Sounders have started 23 different players in the last four matches Ooh. That that's insane I mean the roster the Sounders first team roster is 28 players that includes backup goalkeepers that aren't going to get rotated out so you're talking about 26 out of... So 23 out of 26 players, not including backup goalkeepers, got some playing time. Not just playing time, but started a match in the last four matches. So if you want to like... We talked about how important chemistry was going to be. It's obvious that even the Sounders are trying to figure out like hey, we're not playing well together and the way that they take that out on the field is screaming at each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting the, the number of people that have turned over. I wonder how many or how common this is on other teams like how many squads are facing the same type of attrition right now it's like a really tough time to be playing in america because of the heat and everything of summer most places not here and so you're going to start seeing a lot more injuries and a lot more fatigue and stuff and then you have all this um all this national team play and like you got to figure that most teams have a couple guys that are going to go off and play somewhere else except for like cincinnati
1: but you have a good, but that's like kind of the curse of being a good team, right? It's like when you're the Sounders, you one of the benefits is that you're tracked big name players, and, and even when medium name players come to Seattle. Uh, maybe they weren't on their national team radar before, but then all of a sudden they're playing for one of the bigger clubs in MLS and a team like Uruguay might start looking at Nico Ladero more and might start giving him a few more looks based on that. He's not just doing well for a team like Cincinnati or Orlando or, or Chicago, sure. but he's doing well for one of the better teams in MLS. So while that's great for Nico Ladero and that's great for all of these players that were coming that are coming here because Seattle can attract them, it's not great during these international breaks when we're losing like seven players.
0: This is going to be a hard question for you to ask, or for you to answer. I always get this wrong. Objectively, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah, the one that means that you're not involved, or that you're you're too close to it. But I'll try to answer it as objectively as possible. And can you edit in the right one later? <laughs> sure. Just like I did with the last pod, where we put the score yeah. in. <laughs> um, my my question for you is: Is MLS? significantly better as a league than it was 5 years ago. Yes. I think I think definitely yes. Is I think same question about CONCACAF and then what the hell is the comma Ball of comma uh, Ball, yeah. Yeah, of South America because so many players are coming to MLS, are we seeing those regions improve as well competitively?
1: I think that maybe not at the same rate but when you go look at um, I if you just look at the difference between MLS and, and Liga MX right in Mexico um, the MLS squads oh, me. Liga Dos Equis <laughs> Liga Dos Equis uh, the, the MLS squads still aren't winning the, Conca, the Cup of CONCACAF Cup right the CONCACAF Champions League yeah. and you could chalk that up to the fact that uh, when that league when that tournament is starting and kind of in the prime that, you know, Liga MX or Liga Dos Equis is in the middle of their season. So all of those teams are in form as opposed to um, the preseason when uh, the MLS sides are, are still figuring out like who the hell they're going to sign for the season and, and who's going to play with them. Um, so I think that while MLS, I think, has grown significantly, you look at them um, selling off players to Premier League teams uh, more consistently, selling guys like Miguel Almirón and um, signing some big-name players as well who are not senior citizens anymore. Um, I mean... Schweinsteiger grant- just like,
0: turned more into the Ice King as you said that. Like,
1: <laughs> Granted, Wayne Rooney comes here uh, and, and tears it up. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic... Oh, I think my house is burning down again. God damn it. <laughs> You said Bastian Schweinsteiger, who plays for the Chicago Fire, and he decided <laughs> to burn my house down.
0: <laughs> I also called the Ice King, the Night King. Sorry, that's my bad. So uh, it's uh,
1: anyway. I think the MLS as a league is getting better, um, just based on like the quality of the play. And I think it'll be even better. I think the the CBA the the um, the collective bargaining agreement for the MLS Players Association changes again in twenty twenty. Um, so it will get even better as more money becomes available for the players and for the clubs to spend on players. Um, but at the same time, I think that that's happening across the continent and across um, Good. the entire hemisphere, which is awesome because it raises the game. But at the same time, until we see MLS teams consistently competing in like the Cup of conca Cup finals, um, I can't say that we're getting better at a drastically different rate than any of the leagues around us.
0: Do you think... L.A.F.C. could win the Cup of Concacaf Cup if they were to play in it.
1: No, because they lost five-one to Chicago Fire last
0: weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just like your house, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, so watch. No, sorry, the-
1: that was at, that was Atlanta, but L.A.F.C. did lose to to somebody real bad last week, and it it was funny.
0: <laughs> okay, so th- you you were upset about this. I saw the tweets from the full at full ninety extra time on. Twitter, obviously. Um, yeah, they make it despite the fact that LAFC is wearing this, the league sponsor for how you stream this games. So they're making it really difficult to watch the matches.
1: Dude, this was ridiculous. So first of all, my in-law, I was in Spokane over the weekend, um, which is where my in-law was, where my wife is from. It's where my in-laws live, and <clears throat> I love Spokane. It's a great city, second biggest city in the state. Sometimes I think it's Tacoma, and I always forget it's actually Spokane. Um, It's easier in Spokane to watch a Timbers match than it is to watch a Sounders match. Get out. Because the Timbers have a deal with Root Northwest rather than YouTube TV like the Sounders do. Uh, And the Root Sports Northwest is available on um, like your basic cable package, where YouTube TV is like an additional subscription that's like $40 a month. I've got an idea.
0: Uh, I've got an idea. Okay. Sounders need to sign a deal with NHK World <laughs> and stream all of their matches via Japanese television. Think about the connection. Remember that the Seattle Mariners, owned by Nintendo, forged that crazy—formerly re- owned by Nintendo—forged for- that crazy relationship with Japanese fans, signing an Ichiro Suzuki. I'm just saying, there's an opportunity there. ever you've got, a Korean guy so far. can Ichiro play soccer? That's the question. That's it! I mean, clearly, he's still fit enough. I just don't know if he has the foot skills.
1: It's just so stupid. I I mean, I'm in Spokane. Tons of people there. Tons of soccer fans there. They have um, a massive soccer community out there. And... And the fact that it was so difficult, I had to, like, bum off of my brother. I, I my, So my brother got a free YouTube TV subscription because he used one of the credit cards that he hasn't used so far. <laughs> um, and he set up one of these fake Gmail accounts. That to get this free YouTube TV subscription, I had to bum off of that account in order to watch the match. Like that's how my you know, my father in law is so sure. He's like, oh, we have all of the channels. We you know, which was a brag. Uh, we have all of the channels. You can watch anything. Like he I'm also endorses
0: sure Comcast, though, to be fair. So <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> at his like finance accounting for, I don't know what the hell he does. Um, but he's like, oh, we have all the channels. I'm sure you'll be able to watch it. So I'm scrolling through all of the channels uh, and cannot find it, and it just pissed me off to no end. And it, I I think we struck a nerve too because when I posted that. Um, on uh, <laughs> Full 90 Extra Time on Twitter, uh, people were like I'm in Wenatchee and I can't watch it or, or like I'm in Spokane and I can't watch well, like, this bullshit. This is what we've been dealing with forever. Yeah, so that's, and, I mean,
0: ESPN Plus though is what you have to get to see them all, right?
1: Yeah, but I think that even if you have ESPN Plus in Spokane, I think it's still blacked out. So you got to get a
0: VPN is what it comes down to.
1: I, I've, I've tried, yeah. I've, I have ESPN. I pay, I think ESPN Plus is the best $5 that you can spend and um, I pay for that, and I've tried a bunch of different. Have you ways.
0: have you had a burrito before? Because I feel like five dollars on a burrito would be <laughs> better. Than Where are you finding five dollars burrito? Five dollar burritos. I want one, dude. Get at me on Twitter after this, okay? Okay, let's move on. We get we got uh, we got to get uh, clipping along here. So yeah. the TV deals, as Brian Brian as Brandon has written here. <laughs> TV deals great yeah finally it's been a couple matches maybe three we can't remember Uh, we have mr. Leva and the congresswoman from New York (laughs) have both put in some significant time AOC was pretty great for those first ten minutes against Columbus. A couple opportunities created, kind of a nightmare. Slowed down after that, they either figured out what to do or um, just ran out of steam there. Or, or remember or that
1: he's seventeen years old, and they could probably just boss him around. But
0: I mean, also Leva though is like they're yelling at the ref after that bogus call for the penalty. Man, it. We'll get to that here in just a second. But it's uh, as you say, there's um, there's no reason these kids can't continue to start even with the regular Sounders squad coming back. That is officially depth now that they have created through Tacoma Defiance, or Seattle Sounders FC2, as I prefer to call them. And so there's this opportunity to bolster the squad a little bit here. Whether they actually start or not, they have capable bench players to come off and to create some. I think Leva is incredible. I think that uh, he really deserves to be out there every day. Yeah, he's he
1: he played amazing. I think for a first start Alfonso Acampo Chavez did like a great job in those first few minutes. He's going to get he's going to have to like grow into the game a little bit as he gets used to just this level of play, but I mean I for what at first looked like very bottom scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to get players just to fill out a roster, these guys both look like they are viable uh, options off of the bench or even in the starting lineup to cool to uh, like fill in for the sounders
0: that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the handphone man of the match.
1: Your handphone, man of the match has to be with two goals, Nico Ladero.
0: handphone. It's like shoe phone, but for when it's wet out and you've got socks to worry about. <laughs> He was great. Obviously his presence was missed. He got fouled a million times. He did some fouling himself. He's that number 10 that they haven't quite been able to figure out. At one point, I saw Joven Jones playing in the number 10 role a couple <laughs> of like there's there's definitely a huge drop off when you don't have Nico Ladero out there and so Neymar I'm just saying I know you play that number 10 role we need a little depth so if you want to consider coming to Seattle that would be great also I don't know that he plays the number 10 role but I think he does because he plays the same role as Coutinho and I know that FC Barcelona are trying to get him All right, he's, hang like out. A,
1: he's like a nine and a half role
0: <laughs> hang out when we come back we're going to find out who's the hottest the garbagest, and the hottest of garbagest. Is hot, who is garbage, and who's hot garbage? Let's start out with Mr. Javier Ariaga. Hi. Only dude on the pitch with his shirt tucked in, like his abuela is there watching.
1: <laughs> Aww. He I, I couldn't tell, like, I mean, there's a lot of, of polarization on the topic out there right now about really? his tucked-in shirt. There's a lot of people that obviously hate it. <laughs> uh and there's a lot of people who are like, you know, every time he's played. With his tucked in shirt The Sounders have done okay So maybe it's like One of these like Curse things
0: A lot of guys like Tuck it in And they run out And within like one second It's already untucked Or whatever Like you see them do that Like they like Make their shorts go real big When you like Do your hands around that Okay I don't know. I feel like he could, at the very least, go khaki and switch to business casual. <laughs> it's Seattle, after all, you don't ever need to be that formal. You're not out there, Brian a three-piece suiting it. Okay, he, he's like a dad.
1: He's got his shirt tucked in. The next thing you know, he's going to swap out his cleats for New some balance. socks, socks, and
0: Birkenstocks. I'm in. I'm in. That's awesome. He's got his think, other job at Boeing. <laughs> Hey, hey, that's my dad. I know. I'm describing your dad.
1: <laughs> I think the best part I'm is not that wrong. after a while, um, I couldn't tell. I think that Danny Leva started the game with his shirt untucked, but then like halfway through, I think, you know, he's 16 years old. He's impressionable. Halfway through the match, you could see that he was still trying to figure out how to fit in. Half of his shirt was tucked in in the front and the back half was untucked. But I mean, to be fair, I think that that's the same thing that I did when I was in high school, and my clothes were too big for me.
0: No, but it's but it's that was a different time, though, Brandon. That's the that's the difference here. Remember, Beckham used to wear the big, huge, like boat sail, like a sailing yacht, like, yeah, shirt, and he tuck that in all for the time? aerodynamics.
1: <laughs> I think just Danny Leva is sticking to the uh, the classic principle, uh, the classic American principle of business in the front, party in the
0: back. Hot. I'll have the front tuck and the back untuck. Okay, um, I don't like that you did this. This makes me mad because we don't have a thing for it, so you're being a real dildo here, but you have warm. Yeah, warm because
1: it wasn't quite hot, uh, but it also doesn't fit in anywhere else. Pick a a side.
0: It's either hot or garbage. Which one is it? I will say it is warm, almost hot.
1: No! (laughs) It's okay, fine. Hot, 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 hot. hot. Kelvin Lear, almost scoring from a creek, uh, from a free kick from a Kree Frick, <laughs> from a Kree Frick, from a Jorston Morton. <laughs> <laughs> Moving uh, on. <laughs> no, there's a free kick that that of all people, I think that the Sounders must be listening to our podcast and must be buying into this golden clog. Oh, no. <laughs> Where there were no or not many opportunities for Kelvin Leardem to score. the free kick late in the match when you have Nico Ladero, a proven free kick scorer, and Kelvin Leardim, a Dutch boy who has scored at least five goals this season, lining up. Second leading scorer for the team. (laughs) Kelvin Leardim lines up and skims it off the crossbar. So Golden Clog is going to be all his whether we like it or not.
0: Brandon, i like to imagine that Schmetzer is listening (laughs) to this pod. And that he at the beginning still can't figure out how to comment who his favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. He's like in his, you know, I assume in his free time he's wearing New Balance and hanging out or whatever. Or this, he, he just keeps and typing.
1: He... he just keeps typing Brian
0: Schmetzer. Damn it, Brian Schmetzer, go. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, garbage. Garbage. Listen, in garbage, this is a great chance for VAR to do its job with Danny Leva in the penalty box. But there was a penalty to overturn and not create, so the ref decided not to bother. It was clear and obvious garbage. Garbage. That was... uh, That was not a penalty.
1: No, it wasn't. And, like, I think the only way that the ref gets off is that the camera work was so garbage... Garbage. ...that... <laughs> That he couldn't have possibly seen <laughs> that it wasn't a penalty. Dude. I feel like when when Danny Leva eventually becomes a supervillain uh, in his in his future and like single handedly d- comes back it's and a destroys a MLS, <laughs> when he becomes <laughs> <laughs> he, he will single handedly destroy MLS, and we'll be able to look at the last two weeks when he had a definite goal taken back and. A penalty awarded for less contact than what his goal
0: was taken back for. (laughs) Oh, that's incredible! I like to think that maybe soccer players um, evolve like Pokemon. Like you evolve from a Leva into a Moutinho.
1: (laughs) I think when Danny Leva hits puberty and is able to grow an evil mustache, that's when he'll become Moutinho. I, and I'm making fun of a kid who probably has already hit puberty uh, and is playing professional soccer. I haven't I had a look, but he's soccer. definitely hit puberty,
0: okay? like It's like pretty pretty obvious that he's playing amongst men. It's...
1: <laughs> but his shirt is very big. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so... Moving on, hot garbage, hot garbage, hot garbage (laughs) slash fake fan outrage, I just want to address this because I didn't realize that the pod Twitter had addressed it and then I found it too and kind of like on the same page here, but a guy that calls himself, I'm not going to give him the full title because I don't want someone to actually go look this up and give him any more shtick or any more attention is what it is, sorry. He says, In all my years of welcoming away fans to Columbus, no group has been even half as douchey as the Sounders fans just were. It's record-setting cringe levels. Their head capo boy wouldn't even allow me to approach. Do your thing, top lads. Hashtag aces. Hashtag crew 96. Two things, asshole one of the first, or three things really one your team almost got moved away and then nobody was at that game on saturday okay <laughs> embarrassing secondly get your aces garbage out of here you got way bigger problems to worry about now none of the people that you're mad about one of them not even alive okay truth the other one truth. is camping for forever or whatever and then i i like i went and like plugged away into his like profile a little bit more and in his bio, he has Aces Radio dot something. okay? Aces is any club except Seattle, for anyone that doesn't know that. You're coming at the people to be like, hey, we're all cool here, right? Except for f*** your club. Like, get out of here, you piece of s***. Like, I understand if you were just like some, if you were like a usher or something like that. Like, not like the... <laughs> Yeah, but like the, like, <laughs> I understand if you were like a, like an usher at Matt Free Stadium and you were like, hey, you guys are kind of crazy, keep it down, or I'm an old rusher guy, but this is like a, you're like responsible for spreading hate about us. I don't want to draw flimsy comparisons to what I thought of immediately, because there's like a lot of like American politics that you can like easily redirect this oh, to, but you're yeah. like right up the butt of all of that, so get out of here, Morgan. <laughs> oh, beep. okay Uh, you you said it all
1: transfer season what's going on it is officially transfer season there are all sorts of wild and buck wild theories and ideas going out there around the sounders now let's put it this way the sounders uh as a quick update haven't been connected to anybody specifically outside of Luis Suarez, Luis Suarez, if you want to come to Seattle, just let me know. Uh, did you number... not hear
0: me just connect them to Neymar a few minutes ago? So <laughs> screw you,
1: Luis Suarez. If you want to come to Seattle, just let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter at Full Ninety Extra Time. Uh, we know Garth. Kind of yeah enough yeah yeah enough we'll we'll get you in there don't worry uh, we'll don't, facilitate that absolutely anyway. Basically, the big questions going into this transfer window are, can Victor Rodriguez stay healthy? Um, Because when he can play, he's great. But when he can't play because he's injured, he obviously is not great for the Sounders. Um, Another big question on the Sounders uh, book right now is, how much more do we get out of Gustav Svensson? Can that guy play for another year? If not, are they looking at signing uh, a big central defensive mid Right now, to replace Gustav Svensson, uh, we've got um,
0: Pre Moutinho for that, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Dilem is there, I get it, but like, don't worry.
1: Basically, the only problem right now is that if Gustav Svensson went down with an injury, a la Will Bruin, um, or you know, one of his hamstrings gave out, a la every single person in the world <laughs> uh, that has ever played for the.
0: Oh no! That's <laughs> uh, a hamstring.
1: <laughs> Duh. Uh, so but basically that happens and then Jordy Dilem is our only hope at Central Defensive mid. I'm okay with so that it's fine but it's not going to win you an MLS Cup or take you to the next level And then the last thing that the Sounders fans are probably aware of and uh, might be worried about is that every single transfer window, there's a rumor that pops up about Nico Ladero going to Boca Juniors. And it's every single transfer window when Nico Ladero is playing for Uruguay and he's in South America and some South American journalist comes up to him and goes, ah, Boca Juniors, huh? And Nico's always like, yeah, right? And then um, (laughs) that gets spun up into a massive rumor that Nico is definitely going back to Boca
0: Juniors. I call bull. Because we both know that Nico Lodero conducts all of his interviews via shoe phone. <laughs> Hello, is this Doctor Schultz? <laughs> oh God, you—you're setting this next part out for that <laughs> match. 18, what is it, 20 of 34. Seattle Sounders, FC, third in the West on 32 points, take on Atlanta United, 30 points, third in the East. The East, the weaker league this time around, but it's a battle for third place, Century Lake Field. Sunday, they said 12.55 p.m. kickoff. I don't know that I believe that, but okay, around one. We'll say that. And it's, uh, oh, wait, hold on. I gave it a ridiculous thing up top. It's the, if you only win one more match this season, please beat Atlanta-Seattle Cup. (laughs) it's the uh the deb derby well god damn it you went there give us a little bit of uh history here between these two teams
1: okay first of all i think going into this match the sounders uh have can be feeling okay they've with the b squad like we talked about with 23 different players starting over the last four matches they went two and two so you have third versus third Going against a team like Atlanta, who has been very poor on the road so far this season, they've gone three wins, six losses, and no draws. So they've been about as good as Seattle on the road this season. The Sounders are like one of three teams left in the league that have not lost at home. So all of these things look great, which means that because of MLS, the Sounders will lose by a billion and uh, we'll all go into the next week against the Timbers.
0: I vote that they're going to, well, we'll get to that here in a little while.
1: (laughs) More, more likely though. So if you look at the history between the Sounders and uh, Atlanta, um, they've played each other twice in the two seasons that Atlanta has been in the league and they've drawn both times. Um, I like that you, what you've put here. So the Atlanta, the last match was in Atlanta. And uh, as you say, (laughs) the sun poured through Megatron's butthole at Mercedes Benz stadium and Seattle came home with a one, one draw and a valuable road point at what was at the, the time, the worst start to a season ever in ever. this season. Atlanta has a new coach. They're the defending MLS cup champs, I which mean means Jack- that they are having an equally terrible season beginning to the season, uh, that the Sounders have experienced, uh, twice in the last few years. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's important that we point out that I don't actually remember if Megatron's butthole was open or not, but it just painted some good imagery. I just like the idea of sun pouring through Megatron's butthole at a stadium <laughs> to shine down on the players and their dumb fans and their railroad spike. Deb, <laughs> yeah,
1: Deb. <laughs> so one good thing to know is like the fact that the player that the Sounders have started so many different players and all that crap um, coming into this game. All of the players are back from uh, from international duty, which means that for the first time in like three years, Raúl Ruiz will be available to the Sounders. Jordan Morris will be available, and Christian Roldan will be available. I was thinking just over the weekend. After the Sounders played the Crew, about how I've almost forgotten the how important those players are to the team, and and how secure it feels to be able to have them available. It, it's. It's 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 almost surreal to think that like these three high quality players are going to be potentially on the pitch uh, against Atlanta.
0: So which one is the hero for Seattle then come Sunday or Saturday? Uh, Sunday.
1: I, I think that the hero for Seattle is anybody who scores, but only if they do it after the 90th minute. Obviously. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> or if uh, uh, or if uh, Rudy Diaz gets his 37th touch, then goal. <laughs> How about the villains?
1: <laughs> I, the the villain is one of the Super Martinez
0: bros. <laughs> They're not actually brothers or plumbers, but there are two guys with the last name Martinez and they could both be deadly.
1: The the two the two players are Yosef Martinez and Pity Martinez. Um Josef is the like reigning MLS MVP and is just just brilliant on the field. The other one is Pitty Martinez, who apparently Atlanta is looking to loan or sell. So who knows if he actually plays, but those guys are the guys to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, when you're looking at motivation for these teams, what do you think Atlanta's got to do?
1: Um, I think that uh, Atlanta has to stop giving up so many goals. That's got to be their motivation.
0: Dude, eight um, goals in the last two matches. That is a big problem at the back. Please don't get it sorted out while you're here. Including five against freaking Chicago, so
1: I think that if they can stop doing that, yeah. um, they might be okay. But with the Sounders attacking
0: force, they're going to have a tough time. Their other motivation is obviously also to win for <laughs> Deb, so that's a that's a thing too. Now, the motivation for Seattle Sounders FC, what do you see here? Because we're like fielding a whole new squad, it feels like again.
1: I think the motivation is just going to be to uh, keep it simple, get back to winning ways. Uh, they. They've won on the road. It was, like, one of their only road wins of the season. Yeah, uh, Their motivation is to reintegrate these guys back in. Um, I think they're going to feel pretty good going into this match.
0: Uh, more motivation for me is get the ball to freaking Rui Diaz, man. Like, it's been a problem all season long where he's scoring goals, but, like, not with the frequency that he should be. If he's going to score every 38th touch or whatever it was, get the ball to him. I don't know that they're going to have like a real good hold-up player that can pair up with him up top, but like, figure out a way to whip some crosses in. Get Brad Smith uh, to, to shoot something in there. Get a, a Kelvin Lernam to team up with him a little bit. <laughs> Find a way to make the goals... Uh, fall from Raul Ruiz's feet. The only way it's going to happen is if he gets on the ball. Also, motivation. Th-
1: stop playing Kelvin Leerdam out of position at right back. Play him at for- forward and let him take <laughs> all of the kicks.
0: <laughs> motivation. Beat Deb's dumb team. All right. So, uh, where are you watching the match? I'm going to watch. Wherever my brother's gonna watch. It's his birthday
1: on Sunday, and I'm gonna call him up and see what he's up to and try to watch it with him.
0: You guys should burn the Brad Brad Bradsmith jersey for his birthday, (laughs) put it on his cake, set it on fire. No offense to Brad Brad Bradsmith, but that's uh But
1: we do hate you and you're dead to us.
0: Yeah, obviously. I haven't figured out where I'm watching yet. I think I'm going to the match. I might take space baby with us. I don't know, my wife and I might go. We're it's still up in the air. So all right, TLDL, you just woke up driving your truck. Luckily, it's automated now, so that way that's not a problem. And you're like, whoa, what just happened in the podcast? Too long, didn't listen.
1: <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. Usher loves the Almost Awesome Crew SC.
0: <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> TLDL, <laughs> I, I just get very excited about this. After missing an entire bus show, Hakuho, he's back. Uh.
1: Too long, didn't listen. Brian Schmetzer is apparently the number one fan of the pod, and his favorite ever Sounders FC player is Brian Schmetzer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Take a look into your crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon. Tell me what you're seeing for the big matchup on whatever day it was. I already forgot coming up. What is that? Is it Sunday at 1 p.m.-ish? CenturyLink Field, Seattle Sounders FC. Welcome, Atlanta United. Both teams third in their respective divisions. What do you see as the final?
1: first of all too long didn't listen this spot had a lot of swears and I feel bad
0: for your editing yeah yeah thanks and I, I did most of them so it's fine <laughs> for the Stephen Cup
1: um <laughs> the uh I see in the crystal Pepsi ball in the swirling uh bit of tasty yeah crystal Pepsi that the Sounders are going to win 3 nothing against Atlanta who is going to suck so bad
0: sucks so bad god boy this is a really tough one for me um I think that Seattle is going to win 4-2 F*** you, Deb!
1: F*** you, Deb! Thanks, buddy. I actually like Deb.